There's power in gratitude. There's power in gratitude. And our theme for the month of Feb is on gratitude. I know all of us over here are desiring for something. And all of us, quite a number of us over here have been desiring it for so long and we haven't seen it manifest. And it causes us to get upset and frustrated and angry and bitter. But what I want to say to you is start thanking God. Whatever it is, you want to migrate and go to another country, start thanking God. Start, don't leave the church, okay? So long. <laughs> start thanking God. Start thanking God. You want to get a house? You want your house to be ready before you go to another country? Start thanking God. You know, when I was in Bible college, a preacher, a preacher came to teach us one of the, one of the electives. And he spoke about how he desired to have, when he was growing up, his family was not very well to do. They struggled, they scraped, you know, it was really bad. It was very bad, it was very hard. And uh, he always had a desire to bless his parents, that he would not allow his parents to go through what he went through growing up. And so, he's, this was, I mean, that later on, you know, gave his life to God and all of those things. Uh, he got into the ministry and uh, he said, God, I want to bless my parents. I want a nice big house for my family. I want to, God, I, I don't want something that's, that's, that, I don't want something that's too extravagant, but I want something nice that I can enjoy. And he started thanking God. He started thanking God. And uh, God in a dream showed him a blueprint of this house. Massive house. Chandeliers, swimming pool. Listen, when you tell God I don't want something extravagant, you're discounting God. Okay, you're putting God down. I believe in one thing. Never settle for anything less than the best that God has for you. God's desire is not to settle for anything less than the best that he has for us. And so he sees this blueprint Garden, swimming pool, number of rooms, amazing master bedroom, everything furnished. Everything furnished. He sees a blueprint, okay? He sees a blueprint. This is like a dream. He has, he sees this blueprint. The dream or vision, I can't really remember, but he sees this. And a couple of months later, he gets to know that there's, there's a house that's being sold. This guy was a millionaire, he was very rich, very well to do. And uh, he goes and he sees this house, not with the intention of buying it. He just wants to go and see this house. As soon as he walks in through the gate, he's like, this looks very familiar. And so the person's explaining the house to him and he's walking into the house. He's like, yeah, you've got this on, you've got this, on this side. You've got this on this side. Your room is like this. And he walks up and he's like, this is exactly the same. And this person was quite surprised that this guy, he's like, have you been here before? He's like, no, I haven't been here before, but I've seen this house. He's like, how did you see the house? He's like, you won't understand. He's like, no, help me understand. So he said, I'm in the ministry, I'm a Christian, I've been praying, and this is exactly the house that I saw in my dream. 
And so he's like, so how long you been in the ministry and this and that and all of that. He goes up, he sees everything is exactly the same. And then he comes down and the guy says, okay, let's talk about the house. So he said, to be very honest, I just came to see it. Exactly the same, but I'm sorry, uh, I don't really have the money to pay to you. He's like, no, you know this house better than anyone. There must be something in this. He's like, you know what? I've been blessed. That guy was not a Christian, okay? I've been blessed. I want to give this, I, I want to give this house to you for free. I'm getting goosebumps saying that. I want to give this house to you for free. And then he's like, no, no, no. This is not part of the dream. This is not part of the dream. He's like, no. You said God showed it to you. The Christian guy is telling him, you said God showed it, this, you, you said God showed it to you, the same house, you described it exactly as it was. There's no accident. There's no way you could have known how my house is designed. You said God showed it to you. Maybe God wants you to have it a lot more than me. God will use anyone and everyone to get what he needs to get to you in order for you to be blessed. Whether it's healing, whether it's money that's stuck, whether it's a job, whether it's a promotion, Whatever God wants to get to you, he will get it to you. The key to that is to start thanking God already. Our theme for the month is stop complaining and start living. Look at that view. Such a beautiful view, right? I like to use things that are, that, that are taken by our own people. <laughs> this beautiful picture was taken our very own Milton. Imagine waking up and looking at that view and saying, wow, that's rubbish. So bad. The light should have been a little better. The, 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 the sunrise should have been a little better on this side. It should have. I mean, how can you not be thankful when you see something like this? Stop living and start complaining. And my message today, the title for my message today is In All Circumstances. Say, in all circumstances. Have you been around people who are negative about each and everything? Yeah? Don't have to put up your hand. At times, at times we, we dread going and spending time with them. Because everything that comes out of their mouth is negative. Or am I describing someone over here today? Don't put up your hand. We've all been in that place. We've all been in that place, myself included. When we get cribbity and, and fussy and upset and this is not good, that is not good. We all have been in that place where we get negative about things. And today, I just want to start off with a very basic understanding, with a very basic teaching of how you can learn to be grateful for what God has blessed you with. How you can learn to be thankful. You know, discontentment is a struggle for many people. Discontentment is a struggle for many people. Going back to the Israelites, we see their struggles with discontentment and how they failed to see the big picture, which was God's plan. The Israelites failed to see the big picture, which was God's plan. And sometimes we can be so focused in the moment, we fail to see God's blessing and provision. 
You know, we may not have, we may not have as much as we would like to have, but we fail to understand, you know, and Fabian reminds us a lot of times, especially when they sing that song, let everything that has breath, let everything that has breath, that is more valuable than riches. The very fact that you are alive to witness another day is good enough reason to say thank you, God. You know, I've made it a habit ever since a preacher, rather my, uh, my spiritual father, he's, he's, he's not around anymore. He said this, when you wake up in the morning, wake up by saying thank you, God. And so as soon as I wake, as soon as I open, I kid you not, with God as my witness, as soon as I open my eyes, I just keep saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Today's going to be a great day. Thank you, God. In the midst of what I may go through, whatever might happen, thank you, God. And when I go, I mean, when I go to sleep at night, before I sleep, I say, thank you, God. I say, thank you, God. And that has helped me so much to be grateful and to understand that I have a lot more than I think I have. You know, when the Israelites, for instance, when the Israelites complain and claim they'd rather return to slavery in Egypt where they can eat, they'd, they'd rather return to slavery in Egypt where they, can, they, where they can eat something better than the manna God sends them from heaven. They were complaining about eating manna from heaven on their journey out of slavery to the promised land. They did not have to plant, sow, weed, or harvest the manna. All that they had to do was just go out every morning and gather it. Yet they were complaining. And let me tell you, that's quite a blessing. That's quite a blessing. Perfect nutrition from God himself. You know, and it's easy for us to hear this story. For years, it's easy for us, for us who hear this story and act as we would never be like the Israelites. But look around you. How many people spend their time for search, how many people spend their time searching for other things to make them content rather for what God has already given them already? How often do you hear people complaining about their blessings? You know, when God blesses you and gives you something, oh, I was expecting something better. The Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. Okay, to whom much is given, much is required. But the Bible also says, if you are faithful with little, you will be given much. A lot of people in the Bible missed out on that. We sang today afternoon, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life. You know why we're singing? We're not singing, God, till now you have been faithful. No, we're not singing, till now you have been faithful. We're singing, all my life you have been faithful because we're declaring. We're declaring the goodness of God. The Bible says the goodness of God in Psalms will follow you all the days of your life. And so we are prophetically singing that. 
all my life you have been faithful. God wasn't a really good week for me, but God, all my life you will still be faithful. Next week is going to be way better. And if this is a struggle for you, learning how to be grateful, learning how to be content, learning how to to, to have that heart of gratitude, I just want to share four points today with you that would encourage you and help you on the journey towards cultivating an attitude of gratitude. The first very simple thing I want to say this afternoon is give thanks in everything. Say everything. There's a catch, however. It's easy to express gratitude for the things in your life that seem like blessings. It's easy to express gratitude when everything is going well. Oh, our family is at the best place right now. Praise God. Everything's going well. But when everything goes hunky-dory, God doesn't care about my family. When you get the job, everything's going well. Thank you. When the, job's taken, when the job is taken away from you, God doesn't care about me anymore. Somebody else got the, pro, somebody else got the promotion that I deserved. You were the testimony last week. Somebody else got the promotion that Christine thought she should get, but God gave her better. And we get into this thing of, it's okay to come to church when everything is going well. But when things are not going right, I don't feel like going to church today. I'll skip. God knows, we say this, God knows me. He knows my heart. He loves me. It's true that God loves you, but there's power when you're in community. There's something that happens when you come in community. You come alive in community. You're encouraged in community. You get exactly what you want to hear. To drown out and silence what you are hearing in community. And we are called to give thanks in everything. The Bible says, I love this verse. This is my base for this season, for this series that we're doing. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Why is it God's will for you in Christ Jesus? Because God has a perfect plan and his will is perfect over your life. And God desires for you to give thanks in all circumstances because the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordained by God. So irrespective of whether you are going through a great time, you are up on the mountaintop, or whether you are in the valley, God says, give thanks in all circumstances because he knows that he's the author and the finisher of your faith. He knows and he wants you to, see, he knows that he's God over your life. You need to know that he's God over your life. He knows that he's your provider. You need to know that he's your provider. You need, he knows that he can do all things. You need to know that God can do all things. He wants you to know that no matter how bad it's going, I'm still your God. I will, never, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But he wants you to know that God is with me always. Which is why 
It wasn't Paul saying in the air, give thanks in all circumstances. Paul said it because he acknowledged and he experienced who God was that gave him the strength in the worst of situations, the hardest of times, to be able to say, thank you, God. My strength is in nothing less but in Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Give thanks in all circumstances. And this is exactly what we should be doing as Christians. We know that every good and perfect gift comes from above. But often our humanity only allows us to see the good and perfect and not how God uses every gift to bring him glory and make us more like his son. You know, some of us, I mean, every person in this church has a gift. If nobody has a gift, please tell me. I'll, I'll, I will spend some more time with you after the service. Everyone believes that they have a gift? Everyone, right? And to everyone, something has been given to edify and build and transform the body of Christ. In, 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 in a shorter word, in a shorter sentence, to build a church. You know, I'm so grateful. Someone from our church, I'm not going to take his name, told me a couple of weeks ago, Pastor, tell me whatever you want me to do. Tell me if there's something that you want me to do. Even if you want me to clean the toilet, I will clean the toilet. Thankfully, I mean, we're in Christchurch. You know, they take care of everything. But that really did something to me. Someone can go and, I mean, if, if someone could say that, even if I have to clean the toilet, that shows the heart. That shows the true heart of humility and knowing that God has called us to do much more for his house. Everyone has a gift. There's no gift that is too small. Even this takes time and effort. Putting together the slides and, and listen, it's, it, I can't do this. We have a team for that. Thank God for Sienna. We have an amazing team. We have an amazing team. Christine leads that team, but it takes time and effort. And there's, a, there's, there's an anointing when you do this. There's nothing that goes, there's nothing that's overlooked in the kingdom of God. If somebody has left a water bottle in some of the benches and somebody picks it up, that's a gift. We are making life better for the next person who's going to come and worship over here. We want to make the worship experience for somebody else a lot better. It's a gift. There is no small gift. There is no small gift. You know, it's hard to thank God during the trial, the disaster and the hardship. But because we can trust his faithfulness, because we can trust his faithfulness, we can also trust his plan. Because we can trust his faithfulness, we can also trust his plan. Very quickly, thanksgiving breeds contentment. It's when we learn to thank God in everything that we will begin to grow more content. Try this. Try this this week. Go back home tonight, okay? 
it may be hard work for you on your phone as well go back home tonight take a pen take a pencil take a piece of paper before you sleep write down whatever you are thankful what whatever you are thankful for for today do this for one week and see how it brings about contentment within you thanksgiving breeds contentment try it for one week and you will be you will be surprised as to how many things you'll be writing writing down as to what you can thank god for try it out try it out you may be asking how you can change your attitude from one of discontentment to one of contentment ultimately thanksgiving breeds contentment how do you change that attitude stop speaking negative start speaking positive stop complaining start praising you know it's it's amazing right with the same mouth we praise god with the same mouth we we argue we abuse yes i said that in church we complain we shout we scream with the same mouth which do a constant switch from today how do we how how can we become more content start thanking god start thanking god someone cuts you i'm speaking to myself also okay someone cuts you in the lane thank you god takes effort takes effort thank you the bible says paul says i've learned what it is to be content with whatever what no matter what the circumstances i know what it is to be in need and i know what it is to have plenty i have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want i can do all this through him who gives me strength paul knew the secret to being content in all circumstances his secret was trusting god and his secret was thanking god are you content in all circumstances or is this an area in your life which you struggle you know as you begin to make an effort to praise him in all things you will begin to see more and more for which to thank him as you begin to make an effort you will see more and more for which to thank him ultimately you will be more and more content my third point and i love this jesus gave thanks jesus gave thanks as followers of jesus another way we can follow him is by giving thanks we are familiar with the miracle of the fish and the loaves it says and he directed the people to sit down on the grass taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven he gave thanks and broke the loaves then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people Jesus took the fish and the loaves as few as they were looking to heaven he gave thanks Jesus thanked God for the fish and the loaves before they were even multiplied it's easy to thank God after the 5000 are fed right he thanked God for the fish and the loaves even before they were multiplied you know one of the things to your breakthrough what is one of the keys to your breakthrough gratitude gratitude you know the book of mysteries by jonathan kahn 
He explains this Matthew 14, 19 passage. He says, you take what little you have, whatever good there is, and you do what the Messiah did. And the blessings you have will multiply, if not in the world, then in your heart. The more you give thanks, the less you will hunger, and the more full and blessed your life will be. The last thing that I want to say this afternoon, thankfulness changes our hearts. Thankfulness changes our hearts. When you give thanks to God, when you give thanks regularly, God changes your heart. You feel good. Has anybody else, has anybody over here ever felt bitter when you've been thankful? No, right? It doesn't go hand in hand. When you thank God, it changes your heart. It does something on the inside of you. Along with that, it cultivates and it brings joy. It brings peace. It brings faith. It brings hope. When you start thanking God, it changes your heart. The more you thank God, the more you will begin to see all the reasons to thank God. And as you move from thanking God just for the good to thanking Him in all circumstances, you will feel more and more satisfied and happy with life. Soon you will learn to trust Him more than ever before as you acknowledge His hand over everything in your life. And I want to close with this verse. Just rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let me tell you, gratitude is contagious. Being thankful is contagious. That's why it says, let it be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This was written at a very difficult time. Paul, the secret in Paul being able to do this was because he trusted God completely. He was thankful in all circumstances. That is why, as cheesy as it may sound, it was easy for Paul to say, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I want you to know this afternoon, there is nothing on the face of the earth that God cannot take care of for you in order for you to reach your God-given destiny. There's nothing that God knows you need that cannot be given to you by God himself. Not, I'm, not, I'm saying again, not what you want, but what you need. We want many things. We want many things, but God knows exactly what you need. And there's nothing that God won't give you. He says, I will supply all... What? According to, I will supply all your needs, not according to what, what, you, what I feel you deserve to get, according to his riches. You want 
stability in your family, you want things to get better in your family, God knows it and he loves your family more than you do. You want healing, God knows it more than you do. You want that job, God wants to give it to you, wants you to get it more than you do. You want the promotion, you want that business deal, you want that license, God wants to give it to you more than you do. You, you want things to get better, I know we've got quite a number of teachers in your school, in your class. You want your child to excel, I believe our children will excel beyond, above and beyond. God will wants to give it to you more than you do. But start thanking God today. You know, we, we live in the realm of past, present, and future. The natural realm. God lives in the realm of now. God lives in the realm of now. And as I said in the beginning, we need to join hands with the kingdom of heaven. We start thanking God in the natural. We start speaking, we, we, sorry, we start speaking and we start thanking God in the supernatural when heaven meets earth. We start thanking God in the supernatural and God makes it manifest in the natural. Hannah, what do, we read? what do we read about Hannah? Sing out, O barren woman, you who have no child. Sing out. She started thanking God in the supernatural, and God met her in the natural. Start thanking God today. A lot of our breakthrough, a lot of our breakthrough is just in us opening up our mouths praising God, and, and praising, sorry, and praising God for what he's done and for what he's about to do. And just say, God, thank you. Father, this afternoon, I just thank you. I know I've taken a little bit more time, but I thank you, God, for where we are at today in the life of Hope DXP. I thank you for the people you've blessed us with, the families that you've brought into the church, and we bless those who've gone as well. We thank you. In every step, we say thank you. And God, I pray for every person, every family represented over here. I thank you, God. I thank you in advance for every breakthrough and every victory that you're going to bring about in every person's life. I don't have to know what they need. You know, God. Whether it's a job, whether it's a healing, whether it's a family situation, whether it's money stuck, whether it's a promotion, I thank you in advance, God, for what you are going to do in every person's life. And we want to give you all the glory, honor, and praise for what is to come. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen, amen, amen.